0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back with another one here. It is The Authority Project, and I am Brian S. Arnold here, and I have my new good friend, Charles J. Reed, and he is here, he says, to help us small businesses beat the IRS. We can do it. Is that right, Charles?
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, we shall see on this episode of The Authority Project.
1: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls feast your eyes and tune your ears it's that time again we are live with another episode of the authority project it's the video podcast streamed on facebook youtube twitter and periscope where we talk to digital marketers business coaches and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success developing authority building your audience and attracting better clients to your own business now with Without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage, your host, Brian S. Arnold.
0: And we are back with another one, people. This is the Authority Project. You are the project, and you want to slap authority to your name so you can sell more of what you're great at. And we are here, also here with the, the, the I, I want something, something grand to say about you. We'll just call you Charles. Charles J. Reed is here. And I'm so excited to talk about beating the IRS. So how are you doing today, Charles?
1: I'm doing wonderful, Brian. It's a great day in Texas and great day in the U.S. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And I just, I'm going to, I don't know if I want to say apologize to you, but he, he told me earlier about the green screen issue. He had a great, he has a great screen background that he can't show today for some reason. <laughs> so, um Just
1: Uh, just Video video technology is is not where I'm an authority, (laughs) believe me.
0: (laughs) Just know it was going to look very nice, very pretty. So uh, just imagine that in your mind. There's a whole bunch of payroll stuff on the background. It's beautiful. But anyways, let's get started, Charles. Can you please tell us, first of all, who you are personally and then professionally?
1: Sure. You know, I grew up in Iowa. I'm an Iowa boy, Midwestern boy. After high school, I joined the United States Marine Corps. Spent four years, including a couple of years overseas, a combat tour in Vietnam. I was stationed in Kansas City when I came back, met and married my wife. She had five kids when I married her. I claim insanity, but <laughs> we were married for 46 years before she passed. I found that my military experience was not valued by business. Incorrectly, but that's the way it was. It still is to a great extent. And so I went went to college, got my uh, bachelor's, my master's degree, Passed my CPA exam while I was still in graduate school. I went to work Texas Instruments, worked for other small and Mm -hmm. larger businesses for a dozen years, did some turnarounds, and uh, decided I was never gonna get to the top of a corporation because I don't have the political skills. I'm unwilling to stab people in the back and talk (laughs) them off the ladder, okay? So I figured if I was gonna run a business, I'd have to start my own like my father did. So uh, 30 years ago, Ruth and I, my wife, started our own business and here we are 30 years later having a good time
0: awesome awesome that is great that is awesome so let's talk first of all about your current project do you have a current project that you want to share
1: well the most recent thing i've done is my newest book the payroll book a guide for small businesses and startups it's designed for small businesses it's not if you're a fortune 500 company you got somebody on staff that could you know, knows this stuff. But if you're a small business, it's a real guide to everything payroll related. And for startups, it's great because it tells you the the, the best way to get set up, who's an employee, who's not, what's taxable, what's income, what's deductions, how to actually do the payroll, handbooks, PEOs, all kinds of associated things. Basically, it's 30 years of experience still down to 95,000 words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah so probably won't get everything but I'm sure it's a it looks like a pretty thick book there sir it, well so. it's
1: a nice book and and for your viewers and your listeners uh, if they will go on to the payrollbook.com, they can get a free one by in the discount code entering the discount code podcast okay. and we will we'll send them a free book. Oh,
0: awesome. (laughs) That is great. That is great. I'll make sure that that is rated or reiterated or defined on the post, social post for sure. Thank you so much for for that. So one last question before we dive in. Can you tell us right now in your current state what your daily routine is?
1: Well, you know, I've gotten to be an old man. I've survived. (laughs) I normally work out in the morning, either cardio or or resistance training. Come to work. Work most of the day. I don't eat lunch. I eat breakfast and dinner, but lunch, keep the weight down. Okay. um and you know i'm at my desk or with my people i talk to clients currently i'm doing three to five podcasts a week with nice people like you interesting people um, awesome and, and discussing what we do uh go home uh, the house is a little lonely because uh, ruth passed away six years ago um, and get up again the next morning and do it again <laughs> <laughs> but i have fun i, I like yeah. what, i like what i do I like my staff. I, I like my clients. I, I love playing with the IRS. It's a game and, and I'm good at it. So it's always nice when you're good at a game.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So let me, let's let this segues into my, to my next question then. So Charles, what's your deal with payroll taxes and do you have a personal beef with the IRS? I want the truth, Charles, the truth.
1: <laughs> From time to time. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and, and I've got some some technical issues. And, and this is one thing I was on ERSAC for the last three years, which is the IRS Advisory Council, which means we met with the commissioner and the commissioners of the various business entities and their staffs solving problems and discussing things. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to get some of my angst out on some of these things and get some clarification. Because I've had problems on several things, and I got a hold of the right people when I was in D.C., and we solved some problems, actually, that are nationwide. So it's, it was a great three years. You know, I sat down and had lunch with Chuck Reddick several times, had drinks with him one night. You know, he's a nice guy. He's an outsider. He's not a pro- professional IRS guy. He's a, a tax lawyer. So, yeah, I I get in beefs with them just like everybody else in the world does. I mean, they're kind of invasive. Uh, You know, they're like termites. They just kind of come in from spots and eat things up. So, yeah. But I've learned, and I'm a compliance expert now, I've learned all the things. I know the rules sometimes better than the IRS does. And read the case law. Being a U.S. tax court practitioner and trained in this stuff, I understand tax law. Intimately, at least in my area, and, and can prosecute. As a U.S. tax court practitioner, I can actually go to U.S. tax court and represent my clients without being an attorney. There's a couple hundred of us in the country, and, and we're authorized and licensed. And I have a U.S. tax court bar card, even though I'm not an attorney. And I have yet to lose a case in, in tax court. I'm sure I will someday, but I have yet to so far. Wow, wow, wow.
0: wow. <laughs> that's amazing. So this is a very unique niche though. So why do you see that is such a problem with startups as, as opposed to just other taxes in general as far as your specific niche in payroll tax?
1: They small businesses first of all they don't know what they don't know. They're a startup, you know, they may have worked for somebody and gotten a paycheck. They understand a paycheck. Right. But the intricacies of The federal, state, and local taxing authorities, of which there is an excess of 15,000 of them. Mm. Okay. 40% of small businesses get penalized every year on employment taxes. Fiscal 2018, the IRS issued $13 billion in employment tax penalties. $13 billion.
0: It seems like they're waiting for it, right? Waiting for you to make a mistake, it seems.
1: Well, it's so easy to make a mistake. <laughs> there, it, the, You know, it, it's just so easy. Mm. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're not experienced, if you don't have the right software, if you're not trained, if you don't have the systems in place, if you don't understand the intricacies, there's, there, you know, in my book, I, I list trap after trap, I use a hockey mask icon, you know, and, and so watch these things Okay. and it's so easy. And if you don't know what you don't know, you're gonna screw up, it's just that simple. It's just way too complex. I've spent 30 years, ran into a new problem Friday that I had never run into before <laughs> in 30 years. I had to go do, I had to get on, on, on the research and do law, legal research to figure out exactly what was going on. I mean, I've got the IRS tax code in my office and it's, believe me, it's worn and pages turned down and so on. But regulations exceed that a hundred times over and rules and then you have all the states and everything else, it's just, you know I, I don't do a lot of things i don't build my own house i don't build my own car uh, i i don't make my own clothes i don't grow my own beef i don't do a lot of things uh because i don't know how you know I, I grow some vegetables in the backyard that's about it it's a whole profession and it's a whole set of law and if you're don't read up on it if you're not familiar with it if you don't take the traits i get five newsletters a week from the irs on various aspects hmm. okay. and this is what i do for a life i used to be a uh, registered investment advisor and a stockbroker. And I gave that up because I didn't have time to look at the market on a daily basis and be able to take care of my clients and do what I do. It it was just too much for, you you can't do it all. And so any businessman knows you got to focus on what you're good at. Uh, You got to focus on your core competencies. You got to focus on what you want to get done and outsource the rest of it. So, you know, I outsource a lot of things and we act as an outsource for a lot of businesses because I'm a compliance expert. This is what I do for a living. Not only do we do the payroll, but when a mistake happens, whether it be yours or the Internal Revenue Service or the state, we can fix it because we know how. One of my favorite stories, in 19, we finally solved a problem that was from 2010. Took nine years. It was a $95,000 penalty the IRS wanted to impose. Mm-hmm. And I'd gone through all the steps of appeal, and this is how, one of the ways you solve tax problems is you keep appealing it. It's a whole lot of no's followed by single yes. And I was finally got stonewalled trying to get a hold of one guy I needed at a national level. So being a nurse, hack, I'd met Chief of Appeals. I called the Deputy Chief of Appeals, Kathy, and said, Kathy won't get back to me. She said, Charles, I haven't called you. He called me that afternoon after I've been trying to get a hold of him for a year, <laughs> and I explained what was going on because he was the next step in the appeals process yeah. uh, before going to the chief of appeals and then to court. And he said, OK, let's open it back up. Let's get a new set of eyes on it. And three months later, my client got a $400 refund and wow. the $95,000 penalty went away. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's what a compliance expert can do for for clients. Now, you know, we talk about ourselves as being insurance for small business payrolls. You know, you have insurance on your car, your house, maybe your life, and if something goes wrong, you're covered. Well, not only do we do the payroll, but we provide free insurance on top of it. If something goes wrong, we can fix it.
0: Awesome, awesome, we'll definitely get more into that. I got a question that segues into that as well. So let me just give you the scenario. So you start, you have a startup or you're a solopreneur, you start making a bit of money, right? And then maybe let me make a bit more money than you anticipated, maybe. So now you get to this point where I need to hire. I want to be the best employer ever, you know, and I just want to make make sure my employees have everything that they want. And blah. What do you caution before one gets into all of that? When it comes to this kind of type of thing?
1: Oh, hiring your first employee is always a bear. And hiring the first non producer is even worse. <laughs> You've got to understand the relationship. You've got to understand the taxation. You've got to understand the nuances of payroll so you can properly minimize your costs. Uh, and I'm not saying, trying to minimize what you pay the employee, but minimize the taxes, make sure everything's tax deductible, make sure everything is proper, make sure all your forms are filed, all your deposits are made. Avoid those penalties that, as I said, 40% of small businesses get penalized every year and it averages $800. Mm. And it can be a lot more than that. Believe me, I've seen them in the tens of thousands of dollars as penalties. So you've got to understand What you have to do to stay within the box of the law, as long as you stay in that box, you're okay. It's when you vary off here, you know, okay, I'm gonna hire somebody. Well, I'll I'll just pay them cash. Uh, (laughs) No, (laughs) okay, don't do that. Well, I'm just gonna hire him as a contractor. Well, that's not a choice you get to make, nor do they. Mm -hmm. There's a whole body of law determining what's a contractor and what's an employee and Mm -hmm. different types of employees. You know, well, I'm going to hire my wife or my husband. Well, okay, but you got to be careful. Mm. And it may not be quite as taxable because of a family relationship. You may not have to pay certain taxes on your 16-year-old son that's in there sweeping up and and cleaning up things. There's a lot of things that go into this. And you've got to know your numbers. Have you filed with your state? Have you filed with your local authority? Have you filed with the federal government? Do you have all your tax numbers, all your tax rates? Uh, do you know where to file your forms? Uh, do you know when to file the form? Do you know how to make deposits. So you set up for EFTPS to make your get on your phone and, and send your deposit from your bank electronically. You're not? Okay, you got a problem. <laughs> so you got all these things you gotta go through to get set up to do the payroll properly. Yeah, I'm gonna hire Sally and I'm gonna pay her 15 bucks an hour. That's simple. It's all the rest of it that gets complex.
0: Okay. Okay. Because yeah.
1: Sally wants her W two at the end of the year. Okay. Right. And right. all are tax withholdings and they all have to been deposited and filed and papered over and on. Right. Okay. So all those things you don't know, you don't know.
0: So the things I just got an additional quick question to that. The thing about getting virtual assistance where it could be maybe it has nothing to do with your state or federal, possibly or does it? When you're doing maybe they're international, you're getting into that realm. How does that work?
1: Oh, you're gonna hire a foreign national. Okay. Okay. And where are you going to pay them? You're going to pay them in the country of origin. You're going to pay them in this country. Are they a contractor there? Are they an employee? You know, they're going to tell you, well, you know, you just need to put on your credit card and, you know, pay me 20 bucks an hour or whatever. And that may be all you have to do. But if you ask me, I'm going to ask a number of questions and then I'm going to have to do some research and possibly check tax treaties. But your virtual assistant isn't going to tell you that. They're just gonna tell you, oh, just put it on your MasterCard. We'll take care of
0: it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, this is amazing. This is great stuff. So what about paying yourself? I I, Ah. that's a great great last question. What about paying? How does that work? Because that always seems to be complicated, especially when you're starting out, you know, because you need to, you know, you're starting out and you're paying your bills, and then you know, and then now you have to figure out how all this other extra stuff goes. Well, how can I pay myself and then pay for the business? All this kind of stuff. How does that
1: okay. work? Okay, Well, <laughs> it depends on what entity you're doing business in. If you're a sole proprietor, you haven't set up anything, which means you're personally liable for every problem that rises, which is not a smart way to be. Okay. Well, then you just write yourself a check. But at the end of the year, you fill out your Schedule C, and you have to have all your expenses and all your income. And then your net income down at the bottom of your Schedule C is taxable for employment tax purposes. <laughs> and you needed to have made estimated payments during the year Mm. based on how much you make at the end of the year that you may not have known earlier on but you still got to make them but then if you say okay i'm going to get smart i'm going to incorporate i'm going to form an llc and file as an S corp because that's a good tax entity that gives me a lot of tax advantages okay well my friend when you're an s corporation and you work in the corporation you are an employee. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You've got to you've got to pay unemployment tax, you've got to pay employment taxes and unemployment taxes. And you have to file and you have to deposit. Every month you need to make a deposit at a minimum, sometimes more, depends on how much you take out. And every quarterly, every quarter you have to file forms with the federal government and with the state, and maybe with the local every quarter. And then at the end of the year, you have more forms to file. We have a lot of clients that are just one person and it's not worth their time trouble energy or effort to take care of payroll we just handle it for them and we're an outsource for them but if you do it yourself you got to do all this stuff you got to learn all this (laughs) stuff even if it's just you okay before you hire sally if you put yourself in a corporation and you work in it and then you have to pay yourself so much you can take some distributions but if you take too many distributions the IRS will come back in and say, no, that's not reasonable compensation. We're gonna take part of these distributions you took, these dividends you took from your corporation, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna reclassify them as payroll. And all the deposits that you should have made and all the taxes you should have paid are now past due with penalties and interest. Mm. And this may be two years down the road. Wow. (laughs) And you're gonna have two years of penalties and interest buildup that you had no idea was gonna happen. Uh, talk about, talk about bending over anyway. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is great
0: stuff. <laughs> this is amazing enlightenment, should I say. So why not Charles, why not just have, you know, get one of these new tools to do your payroll? You know what I'm saying? Why try to do this on your own? Just do some of these new fancy little software things that are popping up all, all over the place.
1: Well, I don't know of any fancy little things to do payroll effectively. Uh, <laughs>